Hey friends, it's Ellen Olson Brown with the Sun in My Face podcast. I am constantly on the lookout for a productivity system that's going to help me manage everything. My home, administrivia responsibilities, uh, kind of managing my mom's many appointments and um, her administrivia. Don't you like that word, administrivia? And, uh, you know, my kids, as they head off into adulthood, kind of keeping track of some things, my many projects, my different income streams, my different teaching jobs here, there, and yonder, um, and then like the fun stuff in my life. And uh, here's what I would really like. I wish there was a magic notebook. And when you opened it up, instead of having a long to-do list, you would just write something down and that would get the gears going on a team of elves and unicorns and um, magical creatures who would all conspire to get that particular task done. Wouldn't that be cool? I could save the really fun ones for myself, but the ones that seem a little bit onerous or complicated, they would just get done instantly. I have not found that productivity system, but I was realizing today that there's something I put in place a couple of years ago, and I've had to tweak it and um, make some changes to it. And I honestly am not sure where the seed for this idea came from. So I'd like to give attribution where it is due, but I might have invented it. I'm not sure. So here's what it is. I have like a box, a simple box that I got from Staples that holds like hanging file folders. And I have 31 of them. I actually have more than 31 of them. Um, and then I bought these little like post-it tabs that go on the top of each of the hanging files. And uh, the files are numbered from one to 31. And uh, basically that covers a month. And in the back, here are the extra files that I have. I have next month, I have later. No, I used to have next month. I have soon and I have later and I have much later. And um, basically, when some like say that something comes in like here's a really good concrete example every month in the middle of the month i get the bill for my mom's assisted living and until i submit the bill and get reimbursed from her long-term care insurance company um the money's usually not in her account to pay for the next month's rent so you know the bill comes on the 15th i submit it to the long-term care insurance company but then i have her um, you know, the like little invoice that I need to pay. So I put that at like the 27th of the month because it's due on the first and I live right near the place. So I just bring it right over there. Um, so the place where she lives or where, where I need to send the payment. So that means that like on the 27th, I check to make sure the payment is in the bank. Um, but I don't have to have like a pile of just like things that are due tomorrow, things that are due next week, things that are due in three years, things I need to just circle back around and make sure about. And it means that I, I mean, I keep also like a comprehensive to-do list, which is, it's insane because I like to have a lot of different things going on in my life. And also because I like to write down every single little thing so that my brain doesn't have to keep track of it. Um, that comes from another productivity system 
called Getting Things Done by David. You might know his name. I didn't think I was going to be talking about this, but David Allen, I think is his last name. So, um, so I keep a comprehensive list. Uh, and sometimes like I don't have a piece of paper associated with a task, but I'll be like, oh yeah, that's right. On this date, I need to call, you know, this person. Um, maybe you use a Google calendar. I like real pieces of paper and concrete something in the world. It just seems to really help me. So I'll like put it on a index card and just slide that into that day. So then when I get to the day, all I have to do is pull out the hanging folder for that day and not be overwhelmed by like, oh, how much can I possibly get done today? What if I don't get all of these things done? Like I kind of will um, meter it out over a series of days if I have a lot to get done. So a box, it's just a plastic box with a lid and uh, hanging folders. And as each day goes by, I just move it to the back of the, you know, file and um, things cycle around. And I have found that it's very, very helpful. It helps me stay organized. It helps me remember things. And it also really helps me not get overwhelmed, which for me is the key to happiness. I really hate being overwhelmed. Okay, so that's just something I thought I would tell you about because I was realizing I'm really happy about it. I also have like nice colored hanging files and they are segmented. So like there's one color for the first 10 days of the month, another color for the second 10 days. Some of you guys know I love thinking about things in 10 day increments rather than weeks. So, um, so anyway, interesting. If you'd like to know more, you can always contact me. My contact information is on my website, ellenolsonbrown.com. Um, and my recommendation for you, oh my gosh, it's a podcast, surprise, surprise. And it is The Drive by Peter Atia. And he is a doctor who is super smart, super geeky about the human body and does these really long interviews with people about various aspects of physical and mental health. And, um, I first want to tell you something really great that he said that I've been thinking about. Maybe I'll talk about it more in a future podcast, but he's basically saying that when you think about not just lifespan, but health span, that there's three aspects of it. Like not just how long can you live, but how long can you live being basically happy and healthy and pleased to still be alive? And he said, you know, one aspect is your physical um, health. One aspect is your cognitive health. And the third one is your emotional health and kind of mental state. And the truth is that um, at different rates and different ways, we are going to lose some of our physical abilities and some of our cognitive abilities as we age. It just, it's just true. Uh, it's very rare that a person is 90 degree, 90 degrees, 90 years old and, you know, could still lift what they could lift when they were 20 or uh, solve certain problems as fast as they could when they were 20. Like it's just, it's just what happens with the human body, but that doesn't have to be an awful thing. Everybody's, you also have a lot of ability to, um, affect how you age, you know, not a hundred percent. There's random things that happen. There's genetics, there's all this stuff, but you can pretty much count on some kind of a decline. I don't know what it will look like, but there will be a decline. 
However, he was saying with your emotional health, that's the only one that we can really have some control over um, getting more emotionally healthy over the course of our life and it never needs to stop. And I thought that was really cool. It also ends up affecting a lot of how you interpret the physical and cognitive declines that you might experience. Minimal, may they be minimal. That's what I'm going to say. So his podcast, fantastic. I've learned so much. I've actually, for a couple of days, kind of stopped listening to all the other podcasts I listen to because I just love his. And um, episodes 48, 47, 48, and 49, it's like six hours of podcasts, it seems like. And it's with Matthew Walker, who wrote Why We Sleep. And it is fascinating. It I think we'll change maybe how you do a couple of things in your life. I know there's some changes I'm going to be making. And I just noticed that episode 126 is also with Matthew Walker. So I'll be checking that out soon. Okay, I'll talk to you soon. Bye.